What's going on, guys? Welcome to Live on Two Wheels, episode 24, where Bo and I discover, or no, we rediscover the middleweight adventure bike? That was a dog being curious. And we're live for... That, okay. Wait, we're, yes, that was great. Okay. Uh, we're live for episode 24. I can't look away, Bo. I have to be looking at them straight, and you know why. Guys, welcome to episode 24 of Live on Two Wheels. <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> that just hit me. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 24 of Live on Two Wheels, your oh. weekly motorcycle live show. What? You know, just, um, you want to change something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, good. you changed the words. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, we guys. We're talking about that shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to your weekly motorcycle live show. Uh, I'm Chase on Two Wheels, followed, uh, or uh, joined by Bo. Hey, I'm following you. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm I'm standing in or I'm sitting in this awkward position because there has been a change. If you've noticed, there's been a change. <laughs> I typically had long hair, and my uh, sister-in-law came into town, or not came into town. She lives in town. She lives like fucking twenty minutes from me and Heather. But she was over at the house on Sunday, and casually, she was like, "Hey, you want me to cut your hair?" She does hair cutting. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I was like, wait, we've been doing something every single week. Have we been doing it since we started? Um, close. It's close. Yeah. Every week on this show, we have not missed a show, by the way. We are on episode 24 and <laughs> we do. upset people in the, <laughs> in the chat. Don't, you look straight. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We do something every week. It is called a mullet check. Ladies and gentlemen, up until this week, I've just had longer hair. We've been growing my hair out. But this is we. Heather and I. Uh, it's a team no. effort. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I for for the live show alone, I told my sister-in-law, I was like, "Hey, let's cut a mullet for at least one episode." So since Sunday, I've been rocking out a pure mullet. And I don't know if you guys are ready for it. If you're only listening, because this is available on uh, on audio only, uh, you need to watch this episode. Bo, are we are we are we ready to do this? Yeah. Uh, where is everyone? <laughs> I noticed that it says 33. Yeah. Something makes me feel strange about that. Yeah. Like something. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope let's hope the mullet check brings him in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> this means it's not a mullet check anymore. It's a mullet done. All right. Ta-da. Check it. All <laughs> party in the back. Some mud flaps. Business in the front. <laughs> so, yeah, Bo and I were talking. It's essentially a mud flap. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a Peterbilt now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, so, yeah, I have been rocking a full mullet, and I think it's hilarious, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, Heather told me I can keep it until we start shooting weddings again. Nice. So I don't know if I'm going to keep it until then. You guys are going to have to find out next week. Anyways, guys, this is Live on Two Wheels. We talk about motorcycles. We do it every single week. And uh, Fire mullet, mullet. mullet or not. <laughs> the mullet or high water. Oh, God. Uh, guys, drop a com uh, drop a like for the mullet. I expect a, I, I expect the most likes on this live show as, as compared to every other live show. Because I've never had a full-on mullet. You know what's interesting about that? What's what's interesting about this? The fact that I have long hair, but you do know how it's cut, right? Mm-hmm. 
No, you you've had a mullet the whole time. The whole <laughs> the whole time. You're, you're like <laughs> an incognito say, mullet. Yeah, yeah. I um, just don't go around. I'm not like you know a CrossFitter, and I'm not telling everybody right. about my mullet. Uh, so, guys, we are going to talk about get, getting back to the actual show. This is not just a, a bullshit hour with. Well, it is a bullshit hour with me and Bo. But you, you know, want me to most, change the episode. Well, Do we talk about mullets? Uh, no, no. I, I think we'd have okay. even less people watch somehow. <laughs> um, so, guys, we're going to talk about a motorcycle. It's not a fad, but we're going to talk about like Bo and I's thoughts on motorcycling. Like, we got a whole new segment that we randomly got really interested in. We're going to talk about why. It's got a big of research resurgence. It's going to have it. Ha- it's having a really big resurgence. Or it has been for a little while, but um, before we get into that, uh, make sure to hit the like button if you're here watching us live. If you're watching us uh, just after the fact, hitting the like button also helps. If you guys are listening to us on the podcast platforms that are your favorite, aka Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, uh, we would appreciate it if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you go leave a review, we love you a long time. We're trying to get to the number two motorcycle podcast. Uh, and we got some, we, you know, we we have some stiff competition uh, to get the second spot. So we need your help. Like we're mostly fighting against ourselves. We are mostly fighting against ourselves. Um, yeah, because we're spending half the show talking about mullets. Um, <laughs> I can't with Heather saying he whips his mullet back and forth. That's that's hilarious. He rips his mullet. Back. All right, I'm gonna stop. So. Uh, <laughs> So guys, every time we uh, start the show, we always talk about housekeeping. Oh, we should we uh, do the uh, Discord thing. Go follow our Discord. It's a link in the description if you're watching us live or watching period. And uh, totally free, doesn't cost anything. And that's where we are trying to build a community of like-minded motorcycle enthusiasts. We would love to have you guys on there. Um, like I said, doesn't are we mulleting out today? Somebody wanted to see the other mullet. So. Oh yeah, let's we'll be mullet bros. Uh, so you guys go check out Discord, and if you go to Discord, there's a Live on Two Wheels page on Discord, and what are we looking for today, But We're going to give somebody a $50 RevZilla gift card for doing what? Let's see the dirtiest bike. To go with the whole mullet thing? Okay, cool. Or the so, adventure thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points if you can find somebody with a mullet, mullet. riding a motorcycle, or on, or no, not riding, because you wouldn't have a helmet on. If you can find a mullet person with a motorcycle, you get bonus points. Yeah. Go to our Discord, go to the Live on Two Wheels section, post photos there. We're going to pick somebody at the end of the show, and then we're going to get your info, send you a $50 RevZilla gift card. Yeah. I keep almost saying $500 gift card, and wow. I would I would love, if this show ever got that popular, can you imagine if weekly we gave away $500 RevZilla gift card? I want to win that. Anyway. Yeah. How do I get into that? How do I, <laughs> I think you're not legally allowed. <laughs> Uh, so, guys, before we get into the topic of, dare I say, middleweight adventure bikes, uh, before we get into that, Bo, what are we almost done filming? Tell the people. Can, I, can we talk? Can we say? Well, we meant to talk about it last time, and uh, Chase got too heated and didn't get into the topic. That's fair. But I also wish my hair was this wavy all the time, but it's not. So um, Sorry about that. I am finishing up the. We should be done tomorrow, right? Yeah, should be done tomorrow. The Learn to Ride series. Guys, we have a five episode how to, like, learning from literally, well, like, from early Chase days where like, Chase didn't know anything. It's like three episodes of learning. <laughs> don't judge my fifth episode, okay? <laughs> don't you, don't you dare. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, we're not going to get into who we partnered with. We'll show you, like, we're going to, it's all going to get posted next week, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Monday through Friday, five episodes of taking people 
from not even knowing how to drive a manual car, shifting, having no idea about clutches, taking that person. And if we do our job well, hopefully they can watch through all five episodes and they will have a very clear understanding of how to ride a motorcycle. Whether I don't think they'll be able to go ride. They, you know, we, you know, tell them to go practice and stuff like that. But we have been working our butts off yeah. on that. Filming it. We've been filming it for like we were, three weeks now. We were held hostage by the weather. Well, no. So we signed, we got the deal made. Yeah. And then we had to wait a month and a half because it rained literally every day. Yeah, and bad. then we filmed for like, I think it was like a week and a half. And now we are to the point. It's almost done. Finishes tomorrow. Can't be more excited yeah. about it. I think they're coming coming together pretty well. It's it's good. It it is a reminder of oh, when I started learning how to ride. Right. And like the resources were there. And the only reason I felt like I did an okay job at the MSF course is because right. I had a little bit of of research. But like there wasn't like, like pre knowledge yeah. before you go into that. Yeah. Because right. I mean like understanding what things are where they are in relation all that stuff that that's that's the stuff that like contextually you don't understand your brain's already prepped up for it so one thing i'm really interested in and i literally just saw i thought of this when uh, i saw heather's comment heather's my wife if you guys hear me keep mentioning heather um i'm interested to get her to watch all five episodes and see put her on a motorcycle well, I mean, honestly, it would be interesting to see how she takes that information. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because she would be a really good, you know, detector. Litmus test. Litmus test. Yeah, sure. I don't know what the hell a litmus is. But anyway, um, so what else? Oh, that's, that's all we've been focusing on this entire week. So that's, yeah. I mean, that, that's that honestly pretty much the, like, well, the, the sports to review came out. Sports review finally came out. We in the finally highway. got our knowledge yeah. together. Um, I didn't even, I didn't, I haven't be, even been tracking that video to see how well it's doing. But like, people seem to be into the sports for from Harley. Last so. I checked, it's like twenty something k. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's good. It's a, a lot of good <laughs> conversation. A lot of people kind of in the same boat. Like, <laughs> I think one person was like, "I hate that I like where Harley is going." <laughs> so it's it's been pretty cool. Kind Harley's of the same thing moves. we've been talking about internally, right? Also, real quick, guys in the chat, how many of y'all are, like, massive R7 fans? Because we've had the R7 in the shop from Yamaha, as you guys know. And, bro, every video we put out of that motorcycle does phenomenally well. Yeah. Like, legitimately, I, I was joking with Heather about this, but, like, I legitimately think it's a it's a good business move to buy one. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to do that. But, like, if the videos keep doing that well, like, how am I supposed to not? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to buy a motorcycle. I don't need one. Right. But, like, come on, man. I'll tell you what, man. I'm, and it's only nine grand? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my problem right now looking for, for bikes is that I'm just like, there are so many good bikes coming out lately that are not that expensive. I feel like every freaking week... That we do this show, because like I'll be honest, the most research I do in the motorcycle industry is for this freaking show. Like, so like we'll we'll be prepping up for the show, and it'll be a segue in today's episode. But like, I find out that there are so many motorcycles right now, 
And today, we're going to talk about an entire segment of them that we we knew they existed. We knew that this middleweight adventure bike segment was a thing and yeah. getting more popular and more popular, but I had no freaking idea until we looked into it. And that's what we're talking about today, guys. The middleweight adventure segment. And uh Bo, I, I think I think I might be set up and ready to sell my WR two fifty. That's a bold statement. So Fun facts for you guys. Um, let me bring up let me bring up a photo of my WR for you guys that don't know. It's a supermoto bike. I've had it. I think I've had that WR longer than any motorcycle. Well, that one, that specific one, yeah. Because yeah. I've had it for I think like six years now. Um, here, let me find a photo of it. Um, but I've had that supermoto for about six years. It, it, it's been really cool. It is a literal tank, you guys. I've wrecked it multiple, multiple, multiple times, and it just keeps on chugging. It's totally fine. But I, if I'm going to be honest, for the last little while, I don't really ride it that much. As you guys can see, my MT-10 is on the lift behind me. That's the thing I ride. Like I ride it in every day unless I have you know some sort of like media bike that uh, that I'm riding which we are lucky enough to have. It's a terrible photo. Let me try to find a better one. Um, but I have this cool WR250 at my house, and I, I just don't ride it because I don't think it kind of fits my riding style right now. It's a beautiful motorcycle. I love it. It looks really cool. You've but had a lot of fun on it. I've had a lot. So that's my thing. Like I've gotten my time out of the motorcycle, I think I've just moved on. I, I don't think supermotos are my thing anymore. Oh yeah, if you could show my screen right now, that's I, I that's my. Oh no, look, that's actually both our bikes. How hey, con what a convenient. That's funny. Yeah, that, that's what a funny little thing. That's the old um, old Scarlet. There. Yeah. So guys, that's my WR250. It's supermoto. That, that's a picture of two bikes that we're both trying to get rid of. That's actually that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes so much more sense. I'm so glad I found that photo. Yeah, yeah. Um. So guys, I I, I want to make it clear. There is nothing wrong with my WR. I I love wheeling it. I have no problem riding it all over the place. But you know, I've got my MT10. That's my comfortable motorcycle. And the other day we did a reactionary, not reaction, like a first impressions video because mm -hmm. uh, Brian had randomly texted me that Aprilia was going to put out a Toreg, which is their they're going to use their 660 engine. Um, that they have in their RS660 and their Tuona 660, and they're going to make a little adventure bike out of it. Very similar to how Yamaha has their R7, they have their MT-07, and they have their Tenere 700 uh, with the CP2 engine. They all have the exact same engine. So um, Aprilia is going to do the same thing, and we started, we, you know, we watched the Aprilia launch thing and all, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool-looking motorcycle. That got me kind of into like, oh, this is interesting, because these are... Essentially, they are more capable supermotos. It is kind of the way I look at it. They got bigger engines. They can go more miles. Because, like, guys, riding my supermoto on the highway is Sketchfest 2021. If you do this, like, barely move your handlebars, and you're yeah. going, like, 55-plus, bro, it just starts doing this. I had a thought about this, though. Uh-huh. I think that when you first started riding T, you had a lot more people that you used to ride with. Like, we had smaller groups and stuff. Yes, yes. And, in my opinion, those bikes really shine. Right. 
with a group because you're very, not think- very Grom style with that, right? And now that's not so much. We stopped riding with that crew because well, so, it got so kind of like like weird. that's my fault. I could find people to ride with. Well, so we had that group, but like it started getting really weird. Uh, and like there was Facebook drama and stuff like that, yeah. and they were doing a lot of like nonsense, and we just kind of pulled back from them. Well, like if I'm gonna be honest, dude, yeah. the the Supermoto. So like me and Yummy series is a perfect example of if you got another buddy to ride with, and you've got two Supermotos, you can have a great time. Bro, me and my friend used to ride fifty cc scooters around. We had a whole, like a whole bunch of this, right? Blasty blast. Yeah, you it, the the size of a motorcycle has literally nothing to do with how much fun you can have with it. Yeah, yeah. But. Bro, I'm not going to lie. So this Touareg's got my attention, and we're going to talk about all the bikes in this class so we can kind of get familiarized with it. Yeah. But, like... It is, a, it is a class that I never looked at because of... Well, like, I, I never looked at it either, but, like, I... It was never, like, am, I looked at am it. small. <laughs> yeah, you are... You am small. Uh... I, I knew about this like middleweight class, but it was always, like, nah, I'll get into the adventure bikes later, later on in life. But recently... Tenere 700 looking dope, Toreg looking like a T7 that has tech, mm-hmm. and then the other day that tipped this iceberg over to expose the depths that it goes, we we got invited on this cool little triumph. Uh, what do you even call it? Like a it day a, trip? It was like a, it was a break-in trip. Triumph messaged us because Triumph's local here to Atlanta. They messaged me and and we're like, hey, do you and the crew? want to join us for a 200-something-mile day ride. We show up at Triumph headquarters, me, all the team, me, Bo, Brian, and Luke. Y'all, they had 15, 20 Triumph bikes. They had almost their entire line just sitting in a parking lot. And it was literally like, hey, whatever you want to ride, run to it and and ride it. And then, you know, we were swapping out throughout the day. At the end of the day, Bo did not plan on this. Bo, tell (laughs) tell them what the hell happened with your Flamingo gang ass. So, we well, we started off, and I was on the, the Triumph Bobber. Bo would not let people ride the bobber. That's that not true. I had to I be. I had to. I had I to be like, Bo, please get off the bobber and let me ride it for thirty minutes. Because you wanted to switch and out with a. Freaking, even then, ugh. like okay, so like I rode the Street Triple RS. Um, I rode the Trident. I'm surprised you didn't like the Street Triple RS. Yeah, right. A little more, like because you were you it, were almost on Bo complain status. It was. It's not comfortable. Like that kind of position is just you. not comfortable for you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it, it's not comfortable for anybody. Just certain people are like nobody that gets on there going like, oh, this is the this is the pinnacle of comfort. It's just some people take <laughs> you know I can ha- handle that kind of riding position. That's not me, baby. I got bad back. I got blown out knees. Like, well, no, it's totally a personality thing because I have a bad back too. But that bike's more comfortable you, to but, me than the bobber. We kind of talked about that. But yeah, but you've 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 sat on bikes like that, so you know how to sit on it to deal with the discomfort. There is nothing, no part of you that can look at it and go, "This is a comfortable bike." You have learned a way to make an uncomfortable bike not suck for longer. Anyway, move on. <laughs> let's the get point to, is, let's get to I the go point. through a couple of these bikes. I end up. Uh, back on the bobber for a little bit, and then we get to a stop, and Doodle was there, and she was on the Tiger 900 Low. I did not know this bike exists. If you guys yeah, don't know, know, the Tiger series is Triumph's adventure bikes. They have a Tiger 850, they have a Tiger 900, 
They have it, you know, the 900 goes into the Rally Pros, and I believe they have a Tiger 1200. Yeah. Which is strange that they have an 850 and yeah. a 900, like, concurrently in the line. But anyway, you were on the 900 Pro, or low. low. So I got on that because me and her have similar end seams. How tall and what's your end seam, real quick? Just I'm so we can 5'7 with a 31 ish, 31, 32 inch end seam. Okay. She is 5'4 with a 31 inch end seam. But her legs are also like that. My my thighs are her torso. Like I've I have thick boy thighs. Like I'm mostly thighs. I'm 200 pounds, and it's <laughs> almost all in this gorilla dumpy in these tree trunks. <laughs> like that, that's so I have a hard time fitting on on most motorcycles that are tall because their seats are also wide. Right, and I can't get my fat boy thighs around him so you have interesting problems <laughs> i'm gonna be honest so most bikes that are tall i don't feel comfortable on unless i can get a good footing like i have no problem just like i did with the daytona and just like i've done with a lot of tall bikes if right. i can get a foot down and have one foot on the peg i can be all right if the weight's okay mm -hmm. but once that like balance that's outside of my comfort zone and i just right. don't like it i want to be comfortable I got you. at a stop or at slow speeds and so ADV bikes were just out the door. They're, yeah, you didn't even look at them. Yeah, because they're all like 17 feet tall. And, and they're heavy most of the and time. And like 9,000 pounds. So I'm just like, okay, well, you know, never going to do that. So I rode this thing, and I'm just like, bro, I want one. Well, so the seat, bro, the seat on this thing literally looks like the tail of the motorcycle, and it goes, Whoa. It's like a boomerang. <laughs> and it goes, it's like, how is the seat even that low? Yeah. Seeing for one, I really wish I would have. I, I had my uh, helmet that didn't have a uh, GoPro on it, so I couldn't record anything. Yeah, I'm really sad I'm though because surprised we didn't record anything. That was no. The I, I told you guys I intentionally went to yeah. not record. I, I posted some stuff on Instagram. Yeah, if you yeah. guys are asking for photos and stuff, if you go to my Instagram, it's where is it? Right there. there. Yep. If you go to this thing, um, I've got some photos from the event, but. Uh, I, I intentionally went there just to ride. I didn't yeah. want to record anything because I wanted to actually spend a day riding. Um, I really wish I'd had video, though, because seeing you on an adventure bike is something I never expected to see. Bro. But because the seat height was so low, because obviously, you know, we're hitting stop signs and stuff, and I'm like, Bo is legitimately on a Tiger 900. Yeah, with no problem. And having not, not only no problem, but enjoying yourself riding it. It was so comfortable. Now I see why people love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Patty Rick, man. Like he, With a Super T? With the Super T, but like he loves that bike. And now I get it when you see all these people that are going like, right. you know, 1,200 miles in a trip. And like, I just, now I'm like, okay. Because I used to ride dirt when I was a kid. Right. And like the natural progression would have been in an ADV. Had yeah. I not been blessed with the shortest of stature, <laughs> and so I never Your really shortness <laughs> stole it from you. <laughs> exactly, my dreams were stolen from me by my damned height. <laughs> so like I never, I never looked into it, but I was always interested. In right, it. I was obsessed with dirt bikes as a kid, yeah. and I loved that kind of riding. Like, less about like motocross and more like enduro style. Right, and you know, adventure bikes is the next step up on that for the most part. Right, well, so. It Bo rides this 900 Tiger, and then we're like, they offer low seat heights? Mm -hmm. This is going to open up an entirely new sector of people. Yeah. And then we mix that with this Touareg 660 thing that I'm into. Yeah. And Bo and I were talking this week of like, 
what is happening right now? Yeah. Because I'm to be clear, I'm totally happy with my MT10. I absolutely yeah. love it. But like I love it so much to the point where when I get up in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna ride into work. I've got a WR250 and I got an MT10. There is not even a question. That that WR does not leave the house. But I think if I was on something like a middleweight adventure bike, it would be like there would an, there would be an actual conversation. I have a feeling that you would um you would not ride the MT10. <laughs> I think you are totally wrong. So, uh before we get going, that bitch be I would dust. You shut the hell up. You know, <laughs> don't you ever talk about her in her presence like that. Um so I want everybody to get on the same playing field. We yeah. have as typical, we have collected the group of bikes that are in this class right now, mm-hmm. and I'm probably wrong. We all know I'm an idiot, but hey, we all we're all here. So we will uh, we will play this game. I've collected some info. We can uh, do it to us. So, Bo, you let me know when you've got my screen on, and we'll just we'll figure it out. Right. Well, we'll I've got like 40 million windows open, so you're gonna have to just bear with me. Why you got 40 million windows open? Because I'm trying to run. The- Oh yeah, no, please, please, please continue running the show. <laughs> I want. I don't it's, want these people it's on to your go screen away. there, bud. All right, guys. So we've we've mentioned it. Yamaha's 2021 Tenere 700. Yep. If I'm not, if I'm gonna be honest, I would get this thing if it had ride modes, not ride modes, but a technology package and a better screen. That is the only, truly, the only thing stopping me from being like, "Hi, Yamaha. How do I work my magic to get one of these I right now?" I slept on this until I saw that dude, that video of that dude riding. We're gonna show you guys a video on a T7 and Jesus. Christ. So we got um, the, the Tenere 700. We got the Tenere 700. Next up, this is the Tiger 850. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with this, this is not the exact bike uh, Bo rode, but it is the same bike that Luke and I rode from Louisiana to Atlanta <laughs> in one day. If you guys haven't seen that video, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Triumph was just like, we need two Tigers in Atlanta. And <laughs> Luke and I were like, okay, cool, let's go. We flew to L- uh, Los Angeles. Not nope. in Los Angeles. My God. Nope. We flew to Louisiana, picked the bikes up, and rode back to Atlanta. Same day. It's pretty crazy. So that's Tiger's 850. Uh, they do have the 900. They do have the 1200, but this is their low boy. Um, no cruise control, though. Interestingly. No cruise control on the T7 either. Yeah. We'll get into that. Right, what else we got? Um, oh. This. This is what we did the first impressions on. The Touareg 660. I will mention, though. There was people that mentioned this in our previous video that we talked about. The 660 engine that um, Aprilia is putting into this thing mm-hmm. has a massive recall right now. Yeah. I looked into this. Check this out. So um, this is that video, guys. 12 hours. We made it back. Blah, blah, blah. So Aprilia recall of certain RS660 and Tuona 660 motors. Um, the summary of it is the recall was the engine crankshaft connecting rod may break due to improper heat treatment. Oh, so that's worrisome. Uh, another reason I don't really think I would be able to be sold on a Toreg is because of the dealer network for Aprilia. Yeah. There's not it's many no, of them. The rough. closest one to us, Savannah, oh. which is six hours away. Oh. If you, because you're going to have to. That's worse than Indians. Yeah. You're going to have to get yeah. maintenance done. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to, I mean, you don't have to, but you need to get that done at an OEM dealer. All right. You, so I got to drive six hours. I don't know. Sure. All right. Next up, big boy in the class, KTM 890 Adventure. Mm-hmm. Now I want you guys to keep an eye on this price. Thirteen oh nine. I don't know if you guys can see it. Thirteen 
thousand dollars. That is that's a chunk of change, fam. That is a chunk of change. Uh, I would show you the R model, but there was not enough made. There was like four hundred made, and they sold out in a couple hours. Oh wow! So bikes are already hard to find. The R model essentially just gives you better suspension. Got a shout out for the Himalayan four hundred. We did look into the Himalayan four hundred, and uh, I will just say that Itchy Boots rode one across Asia, so it's put up with thousands. So there's that, miles. yeah, or kilometers. Sorry, I should okay. say. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, uh, let's be she, let's be global. That's what she uses. She's from the Netherlands. All right, big boy in the class. Oh, tiny big name in the class here, yeah, guys. That's big name in the class. If you guys are unfamiliar with the adventure segment, the BMW GS is like the goat. Yeah. It was the, uh, from what I understand, it it's is pretty the, much what everybody uses. To it's the trendsetter, uh, like that, oh, yeah. that's that's the guy. Yeah. So this, the BMW, the GS that everybody thinks of as a GS, like you guys have seen a GS before if you're into motorcycles. Yeah. You're thinking of the GS 1200. It's big. big you're big, you're big, thinking big. of the big guy. This is a smaller. This is the F 850 GS Adventure. So as you guys can see, we're trying to clump these in together. All right. Next up, we have the brand new. For last year or this year, something like that. Yeah. Kawasaki KLR. Now, I've done a first ride of one of these before, and bro, this thing is a tank. It feels like a tractor. It's not fast. Yeah. And it's not great at really anything. That's how I feel about the uh, the little boy too. From yeah. Them. Well, the, like the Supermoto. Yeah. Same thing. Y but you feel riding like this, like riding yeah. this thing, you could drop it off a cliff. And you could get all the way down into the into the valley, pick the bike up, and keep going. It it feels like that. Now yeah. I I haven't owned one. They also come in at a really good price point, seven grand yeah. for a brand new K. This is brand new KLR, and this is the ABS model. These are so far we have touched things that are very uh, adventure focused, like multi use. It's very on off road, right? So we have two of them that are more on road than they are off road. Yes, on our list. There's more, but there's two of them that are on that. Right. So we we the KLR first off, in my opinion, looks the best. I just like the way it looks. It looks very utilitarian. So I'm not gonna lie. When I was doing this research shit, yeah, and I was like, well, let me look at what let me look at what Kawasaki's got. I saw the KLR and I'm like, hold, hold the yeah. hell on. Yeah. I because like bro, KLRs haven't changed in a while. They, I don't know what it is, but I just like the way that that looks. Low back end, high, almost like it's almost like the, I like the, uh, the you know Africa what it, twin. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like a baby multi, kind of. A little bit. It, it looks like a like a baby bird multi. So it to me, this reminds me of of like I said the um uh, uh, uh what what's the what's the one that we had a picture of it um earlier. Yeah, it's kind of like that. The way that the T7 has that frame that is just this shield that sits on the yes. front of the bike. I like that. Like, I like that style. This, this thing, thing is yeah. like, it's very short in the back, high in the front. Yeah. And, and it just looks like it's built like a tank. I, I like, I think it's the best looking. I was very surprised when I got to the KLR and I was like, I, I don't know how I feel right now. I, I didn't want to like it. Yeah. I wanted to just include it because I want to be inclusive and make sure we show everything. And then I sh I looked at this and I'm like, one, Kawasaki did a phenomenal job with their product photos. You guys need to go to the, the Kawasaki website look at KLRs. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. This is just one photo. There was plenty of them. It's also, it's also the cheapest in that displacement class so far. Right. 
Um, so next up we have Suzuki has Suzuki's next up we have next up we has uh, Suzuki V-Strom. They got a 650. Um, they've been making it for a while. I remember I have ridden a V-Strom before. I, I believe it's a 1050 that I rode yeah. back in the day. It, it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, it is a surprisingly good motorcycle. Yeah. It hasn't. It it looks a little old fashioned. It needs a little updating. Welcome to Suzuki, where we I, have already paid no, for our R and D. No, ten I'm gonna years over. look. I'm gonna be honest. The I'm not the nicest to Suzuki. I've got an episode planned where I'm going to boil them alive. Uh, that's a terrible statement. I would like to. Re- can I? Le- can can I retract the statement I just made? Boy, we're about to get sued. <laughs> I we're about I, to get arrested. I, <laughs> I have an episode where I am very critical of Suzuki's updating of their bikes, but cries in DRZ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say though, the V-Strom is probably one of the better bikes Suzuki yeah. makes. Um, we won't get into the other ones, but the V-Strom is is there. I know a lot of people really like that the V-Strom. That was the word that I was looking for, the Dakar rally bikes. I yes. like that style. Yeah, I do too. All, All right. right, so V-Strom, boom. Uh-huh. And then, so Honda has an NC750X, which is the closest thing we could find that really matches the, the Africa class. twin is like... It's too big. It, well, it's too big, but it also is more of an enduro kind of style, like... Rally, yeah, kind of thing, and specifically for that, like, like uh, to be fair, the Africa Twin is the only it, other one they have is the Rally edition of the three hundred. Yeah, and that's too small, so yeah. we we couldn't really find yeah. a good Honda to to put here. So it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, this is more in the Multistrada kind of line where yes. it's like street touring, right? Yeah. Um, n- and here it is, here <laughs> it is, my boys. Yeah, uh, you. Now uh, we all know Husqvarna is basically the techie kid of the ktm family yep everything is everything husqvarna it comes from ktm this as you guys can see is uh based on the ktm 790 adventure with the 890 power plant we got 25 minutes by the way so yep keep it going i thought we've been rolling through this (laughs) anyway this is called the norden 901 another brilliant name from them the names are just... I wanted them to call it the Norden Pillin. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, here's what I want. You know how, like, every... Like, there's so many videos that are uh, sponsored by NordVPN. Nord. I want to get a NordVPN no. sponsorship and buy no. a Husqvarna Norden 901 no. with it. That's no. that's my dreams right now. I think this is the coolest looking bike I have seen in a long time. See, I see and it follows that same kind of... Um, that idea of like there's a shield in front of you it's all one piece it's that very rally it style. very much has that kind of front shield <laughs> yeah thing. yeah okay so I dig it. so guys these are generally the price or the prices i'm literally looking at the price uh this is generally the bikes that we're looking at in this category right um but i just i want one of these so bad dude so I- I have in my head, I want to be like, oh, you know what would be fun today? Literally two of us on middleweight adventures right. could go off-road and have the best day ever. That's what's in my head right now. Pack some I, waters. I know I would have fun on that. It, I really do. Because like, I enjoy. I wanted to take that 
that tiger off road so bad because I was like, this thing is giving me. So how much? Kind of how how? What was the weight like on that thing? It felt great. Like but it, on road, on road, it felt great, and it felt stable, which is not typically what happens yeah. with bikes like that because they have a smaller footprint to yeah. be more nimble for off road use. Right. Well, so like, so that, so that we can keep the show moving and whatnot, I wanted to kind of touch on why I think that this is this market is kind of having a resurgence for the last couple of years for you guys that don't know the adventure side of the motorcycle space has been the booming. silent it's been, for a while there it was like this silent killer and then all of a sudden it exploded and now it's all public and people are talking about it right but i, was, I don't see a lot of content on it though no, because those those are the kind of people that are. I was going to say, do you know why we don't see content? Because these people are too fucking busy riding these things exactly out in areas that they don't is. have service. So they can't post online while they're riding. They can't post on Instagram because right. they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, 100%. So I thought it would be interesting. I just want to give kind of my opinion why I think this is happening. I would lo- Bo, could you please give me your opinion on what you think? I would gladly think? give you my opinion on what I think. So... This happens with all motorcycles right now. The tech in motorcycles is getting cheaper mm-hmm. because we've gotten to that point where the baseline is used to be the highest that you could get. Mm-hmm. So now you know several generations have gone through, and now the top of the line is easier and cheaper to make, so they can put it in other things without much cost. Right. So you have tech getting cheaper. They're able to offer it. In these bikes that are that were typically not like so the Tiger 900 had like ride modes and stuff like that in it, right? Uh, which I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you have that. Uh, the prices are getting lower, mm-hmm. and because it's a smaller displacement, they can lower the price even more. So now your barrier of, barrier of entry is going on. Well, we've had a pandemic for like two years now, right? People are trapped up inside their houses. I know they're like, I need an adventure. So. <laughs> A lot of so motorcycle sales as a whole have taken a hit, but are still fairly high, especially con- compared to other industries. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is people have been like trapped in their homes, and it's it, it's a thing you can do while still like being cognizant of keeping other people safe and right. distancing yourself. You're in a helmet, man. You're already social. You're distance. out by yourself. You know. Um. So like, I look at all three of those things combined, and I'm like, yeah, adventure bikes, like. It's not just a dirt bike, mm-hmm. so you don't have to trailer it anywhere. Right. They're made for, like, long-distance hauls. Well, that, that's what I kind of love about them. So you can like, ride it to where you want to go. Yes. And then fucking full sin. Mm-hmm. And then as long as you don't go Full cra- do. Too, too, <laughs> full do, and as long as you don't go too crazy, yeah. you can make it home. Yeah. If you need to. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's it's been it's been interesting to watch that that kind of resurgence and the fact that more and more people are now posting about it because like right. well, like we we did some cursory searches and there's a lot of people riding the t- Tenere 700. Well, so uh, another interesting thing from kind of our little bubble, like we do the best we can not to live inside of a bubble yeah. with our channel, like we yeah. stay really busy about it, but one thing that uh I think we kind of get stuck in is that our audience, we don't have a huge adventure audience. Mm-hmm. We've tried making adventure videos before. Sometimes they do good. Sometimes they don't do so good. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of get stuck in that mode a lot of the time. 
So when I say like, oh, I didn't even know this, this wasn't even on my radar because like at the end of the day, you guys are my radar. You guys asking us about certain bikes, that's what gets us looking around. But we started doing some searching and the T7 specifically is getting a lot of, heat a lot yeah, of attention. Yeah, it's um, good. Well, so like, I think Especially that one dude, wherever he's from, we're going to show you we guys featured a video him in a topical moto vlog. Uh huh. Briefly. Yeah. And so I immediately went, but oh my goodness, this guy. Yeah. This, this is what made me kind of kick back and think, like, oh yeah, remember that time you wanted to get into adventure riding? Yeah. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, you yeah, son well, of a bitch. we need to keep an eye on the clock because I yeah. want to make sure we watch that. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> both found this ridiculous video. It's just a guy on a Tenere 700. He clearly knows exactly what he's yeah, doing. Banana nut crunch. And he is banana nut crunch with ice cream instead of milk. Yeah. Like, it's it's full send. Um, but here's, here's the interesting thing that I think we're seeing in the motorcycle industry in general. Middleweights? Huh? Middleweights? Bro, it's yeah. strong. I think yeah. that people are now realizing that for so long... I feel like people started on a, you know, this is going to be a, a generalization, but you guys will probably understand what I'm saying. People would start on a 300, 400 these days. They would, in their head, it's like, cool, when I get a couple years experience, I'll go to a 600. And then after that 600, I'll go to a 1,000. And then I'll be at the top of the game. I think as a motorcycle industry, people are realizing that, yes, you can go faster on the bigger bikes, but people are it getting those bigger bikes. Make fun. No, people are getting those bigger yeah. bikes that are going faster and being like, well, shit, now I got to deal with all this weight. Yeah. Now I got to deal. Like, yes, I think you, you guys you, mentioned this when you did the, the tour, the tour egg, um, uh, impressions video. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Cause it was like, I, it, it, it was a light bulb moment. Cause I was like, bro. And I've always said that like middleweights are kind of the, uh, the sweet spot. Because, Absolutely, because you, you you can get in trouble with them. You have a much... good amount of usable power, exactly. But it's not like if we're all going to be honest, nobody needs any. Um, well, we can't go need because then it's like, oh, two fifty. That's all you need. But but sometimes that's where you and I differ because like you can totally and people do it all over the place. Ride a two fifty, yeah. Everywhere you go and be completely safe. You don't need power. You want power. Well, yeah, you can't talk you about have to need justify with your your want right. as a need. The, but the point though, middleweight that 650, 700 range, it has this middle area of they're all super light. Power wise, they are super capable. Yeah. And at this point, we're seeing technology that's only been in the upper level motorcycles. Like you said, the longer that technology is there, the lower it goes. So we're seeing motorcycles start to have like phenomenal traction control, ABS, rider modes, you know, like lean sensitive ABS, like crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, The more the more that those bikes and those platforms stay the same and have incremental upgrades. And means that the R and D for them is paid for. Yeah. They don't have to worry about it anymore. And all they can do is like iterations. But all the big stuff that they're they're basically filtering all the new technology through. Right. Once that's done, it has nowhere to go but the rest of their line. I'm not gonna lie to you, Bo. Right now, the truly the only thing stopping me from selling my WR and being like putting a deposit down on a T seven is the fact that 
I'm I'm just one of these idiots that I like having rider modes. And as stupid as it is, yeah. if I'm going to be sitting on a motorcycle looking at a screen, I want it to be a cool looking screen. I already have a bike with a shitty screen. I don't know, man. Right? I I, I rode that, that Tiger 900 and I didn't give a shit about that screen. You say that. Don't. But it's because it's a nice bro, screen. Bro, I, I had to move. My, I got in trouble for putting my speedometer away from. I took my speedometer down and put it where I couldn't see it. I mean. I don't give a shit about my screen or what it looks like as long as it tells me the things I need to know. Sure, having a nice display is cool, especially if you've got yeah. lots of information that needs to be shown. Yeah. But I can tell you this, on a bunch of those uh, Triumphs. I looked at it, and I'm like, there is so much unnecessary shit on this screen. They had this butterfly RPM. Yeah, and right? Like, How cool. No, not cool. <laughs> what am I looking at? I just wanted to see my RPM, and I've got to fucking decipher this hieroglyph that's in front of me. Like, just make it simple and, like, well, I, you know? I like, don't want not to argue with my own self, but I, I do. I would agree with that if they make it to where they it fucking makes sense. I'm sorry. But those screens on the Triumphs, I was just like, this is bullshit. Oh, so we'll we'll differ opinion on that. <laughs> 70 million things in this little tiny RPM. And it's gray and light gray. So you can't really tell where the RPM is. And I'm just like, this is okay, useless. They're not perfect. But yeah. uh, not to argue with myself, but I am now having a remembrance of the BMW F900R that yeah. I rode the other day that had all the tech I could ever want. But then the engine wasn't good. So is the T7... So let's show people what the T7 is capable of. Well, the T7, if we all, in case you guys don't know, T7's got that CP2 engine, which is what the MT-07 has. And there are times, honestly, where I think about selling the MT-10 and getting an MT-07. I'm not even lying. Okay, so here's the thing. Go ahead and pull up that, because this is exactly why I don't give a shit about a screen. And, okay. and what it looks like. As long as it gives me the information I need, is it on ad status? It's on ad status. I'm going to wait until um, the ad's up, and then I'll play it. I just want to be clear, guys. I don't think I'll ever be able to ride like this guy, but it would be a travesty if we didn't show you guys this Go video. Go for it. This guy is on a Yamaha Tenere 700. Yep. Nobody shitty screen? Shit. Yeah, shitty screen and all. And look at that. I can clearly <laughs> see what I need to see right there. <laughs> that I'm going 150 kilometers an hour? This yep. isn't even the good shit, man. This is the street stuff. Yeah. Guys, watch his entrance. <laughs> watch his entrance. Bro. <laughs> He's full send, dude. Watch it. Full send onto the dirt. Okay, now, now, now the game the has shit. started. Yeah, this watch is real this. shit. This is okay, not giant rocks. Dude, that'll take me 45. Oh my god. Bro. Just the fullest of send. <laughs> this guy is Okay, first off, this guy is a professional racer. It has to. Yes, yeah, there's no way. we need to we need to clarify. Do not do this Bruh. at home. <laughs> I like the fact that nothing this guy does in this video slows him down or at makes all. him like think more at about all. anything. Look at the size of those fucking rocks. Yeah, they're it's a I think lot. Come, I think in one of these, it's just like real. There that, it is. Yeah, oh. that. <laughs> but what is? Who needs a screen, dude? That guy's not looking at his screen. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair. That's a fair point. Oh, here he comes. See, this makes me realize, you know, like the when I'm riding the MTO seven around, I'm like, I'm not really looking at the screen much. Yeah, this guy, this is this is such a good bike. 
this guy is this isn't even the good stuff yet like oh yeah he's about to go up a mountain and it's gonna get real interesting this is open fields wait till we get to the the craziness that is the mountain riding yeah he he does some weird drifting around turns. we're looking at like these rocks perspective is weird but these rocks that he's rolling over have to be the size of your head in some cases yeah and he look at him full oh my god not stopping yeah not stopping him (laughs) 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 oh bridge hard right takes a hard right off the okay this is what blows my mind the cool off bike shots are neat, yeah. But dude, when you see what he's seeing, yeah, you're like, bro, I would have ran out of shit in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't eat enough to I shit no that much. I cannot pants. poop enough. <laughs> I have no more poop I left. I have to no pants. more poop to pants. <laughs> this guy is insane, and he's he's bro, he's rev limiter the whole day. Yeah, the, there's nothing stopping this dude too. So. Oh my goodness gracious, oh my dude! Jeez. Also, I don't know where he's at. I, I, I can't. I looked it up when we did the video. I, yeah, I don't remember where he's from. Uh, it is in like Asia somewhere, I think. Oh, okay. Um, the there's nothing like that where we live, right? <laughs> See, this is this is the thing. Like, you watch videos like this. Please be safe. Oh my goodness. A hundred and look up what one seventy kilometers an hour is. I mean, because he was chunking it. It's got to be eighty five. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna. Oh, this is yeah. This is where the shit pops off. So he starts going full sin. There's also at the end of this video, uh, there is a uh, uh, he's in snow doing this shit. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, be careful! I mean, like this is the kind of shit that. I absolutely love and what and the whole reason that I got like a resurgence in wanting to ADV because I'm like this is like the kind of shit that we used to do on dirt bikes on a much smaller scale yeah I didn't care about like you know MX or anything <clears throat> anything like that oh, God, I wanted I'm, to I wanted to ride like this you dude, know what I mean my, my butthole is puckering Bro, for him oh my God. oh my God <laughs> he goes into the wall He's no. just full fucking do <laughs> oh my this is God. what I'm talking about just wheels up just <sighs> in the <laughs> the front wheel's supposed to be on the ground not first <laughs> I love how he's just like fucking I don't care. I'm using the wall. Yeah. He utilized the wall. He ran into the yeah. wall intentionally. As long as I'm not off the bike, I'm still on the bike. Yes. <laughs> am still good. But, oh, my like, God. What? Yeah. This is this is what I'm talking about. Now he's in, like, some elevation and shit. It's, like, real sketch-ass roads. Right. Full This sin. is the most ridiculous... And right. guys, we'll have a link to this video if you guys yes. want to go watch it. Oh, yes, my yes. God. Let's Let's go buy him right now. Okay, here we'll buy two of them. All right, Bo, here's the question though. Yeah. It's been it's been on the channel yeah. that you are in the process of your next motorcycle, <laughs> the long process. D- what do you think the chances are I sell my WR and we both get middleweight adventure bikes? Think about it. The drive the ride to work would be solid and then we could just. Do you know how badly I want a bagger right now? 
I do, but also, here, oh, you want a bagger? But let me remind you. Yeah, but that's that guy. I'm not that guy. Oh, we could become this guy. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> With enough time, we yeah. could be, we could do that. Probably. You know, I oh <laughs> yeah, come on! Look at this guy, just the fullest of sins, bro. You know, think about it. oh my god, bro, come on, bagger versus this, live a little. Yeah, I know, but like, look, 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 you could get bags for this. You could get bags for any of these bikes. It's, it's, yeah, there's time and training, and there's talent. That guy gets it. <laughs> hey, whoever, Troy, shh. I'm trying to convince somebody. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make somebody do a. Uh, I'm trying to impulse buy. Mm. Come on, dude. Look at this. <laughs> Your wife live a little? Question mark. Lumau, <laughs> bro. This guy is. I mean, in the jungle. Yeah, that is, that, I mean, that's, people like this have probably been riding since they were like five or six, you know what I mean? Listen, I'm not saying we got to do this, but, I mean, like, being able to take a bike on road I, to a dirt track here's and the then ride around If we, if we were going to do it that, I would rather, I'd rather trailer up dirt, like, pure dirt bikes to a, a, a dirt bike place. That's not fun? That's not adventure? It kind of is. No! Yeah, let me remind let me remind you more of what's happening. Come on. Oh, the snow. Snows. Look, Bo, snow. So, this is this is dummy. <laughs> um, Look at this guy. He can't even see where he's going. <laughs> Why is he doing that? Look how deep it is. Bro, it's and So that, so this is the same road but in 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 winter. Why is it silent in the snow? That freaks me out a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's being covered by snow. Bro, the oh. the snow goes halfway up his tire. My Bro favorite part of this video is at the end where he is going over the over the bridge and kicking off torso-sized pieces of ice that have collected on the bottom that's of his it, bike. And that's at the end of this video? Yeah, it, it'll be Oh, a, I haven't seen that part. It, so, he comes across. Yeah. It's amazing. You're just like this guy's like Bam. I mean, he is so deep in that snow. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, so watch. Here it comes. He goes, clink, clink. Look at the snow capped on the bottom of that. The whole thing is covered in ice. Okay. All right, so that's 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 what kind of uh, prompted this whole thought process. And when I had the opportunity to ride the Tiger, yeah. because it was the first adventure bike I'd ever been able to ride and feel comfortable on, I was just like, bro, I get the bagger in the in the garage, and then second bike, because here, and I and I will say this. I would go back to not owning a car if I had those two as options. You would ride in the rain, in the cold, in the heat? Yeah, because I'd be able to. The bagger can can help uh, in colder times and rain. Okay. So and the bagger would be your, I've got heated grips, uh, I've got yeah. all the tech that I need, and then on the pretty days, you'd ride the yeah. the adventure bike, yeah. the middleweight adventure bike. Yeah. Oh, I'd be down. Hey, do we want to pick a winner? We got five Yeah, minutes. you go do that. So uh, I've, I already know which one I'm going to do. It's not even. You're question. already in Discord and you know. Yeah, sorry. I'm, there's no question. I I can't not do it. It's that big of a deal. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it is. It's not a huge deal, but it's a deal. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, I'm logging on Discord now. Um, so guys, that's that's the middleweight sector. I I I think honestly, I'm sold on the fact that I am going to sell my WR and probably get a middleweight adventure bike. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be yet. 
I've still got to figure that out because, like I said, I, this I want guy the, gets it. Mon, Mon, Mon Dragon 078 said, how about this? Get a bagger, then get a trailer for that for the bagger and haul a dirt bike behind the bagger. Sold. Also, <laughs> I'll ride my middleweight adventure with you with the bagger, and you'll have yeah. the baby trailer with the dirt bike. <laughs> Sold. All right, who is... Uh, uh, small bore, two wheels. You'll... There's no way I can't do it. Guys, I'm going to switch to your screen. Yeah. Come on, Dirty Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt on a... And it's a Yamaha, and people so think I'm like sponsored by that, Yamaha, so, so that's in great. in certain circles, that is my nickname. They, they call me Dirty Joe. Oh, my God. It's an homage to I'm not my gonna, glorious hair. My interview status and trash should be like status. I would ask you questions <laughs> about, why do people call you Dirty Joe? I don't want to know why people call you Dirty Joe. You can yeah. keep that for yourself. Yeah, Dirty Joe Dirt. I'm, I'm Dirty, man. So you, I'm you a dirtbag. <laughs> like, literally a dirtbag. Stop saying that so proudly. Jeez. I don't care. So reach out to whoever that is, and whoever posted that, and yeah, uh, get them a $50 representative gift card. Yeah, um, he's in chat right now, bud. Guys, I... Uh, I need to I, I need to figure this out. If you guys have any recommendations, if any of you guys legitimately own these middleweight adventures, uh, let me know what your thoughts are in the comments. If you're watching this video, um, or if you're live here, I I I'm the just T7 leave Joe Dirt up there for the remainder. No, you're of this. good. The T7 has my heart. Yeah, I just want the tech, but do I? That's I don't think where. You do. I don't think you do. Well, here's my thing. That that MT-07 ain't got tech, and I love the shit out of it. So my question is, I and I've said this in videos, do I love it because it doesn't have tech? What is in my brain, Bo, yeah. that makes me think I want tech in a motorcycle? Because you like tech everywhere else. Huh. You integrate tech a lot in your life, so it makes sense that you would yeah. want it in your bike since that's a large part of, of what your life is. Right. But sometimes you don't need it. Well, something. So I like say, the RC8 is a perfect example of that. It's a race bike. But it's totally analog. Yeah. And so, like, you have to like huh. give and take. Like, do you want tech or do you do you need tech or do you want tech? Well, so here's I, with the T7. I don't need tech, but the one thing I do wish that I wish that thing had cruise control. My God, that needs cru cruise control. Because if I wanted to take it on a super long trip, couldn't do that. I'd have to take the MT10 because it's got cruise control. Yeah. And uh, somebody asked in the chat, uh, where's the R7 Mountain video? I already replied, soon, TM. So, soon, TM. There you go. Next week sometime. Oh, no, it's not next week because we've got all the, the Learn to Ride series. I, which I'm excited to share with you guys. Two weeks from uh, today, probably. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, all right, guys. Uh, that's, so all we need to do is get like four adventure bikes in the shop and we'll be set. I look forward to reading through these comments because I'm really interested with... We end up having a lot of comments, and this happens on first rides too, where people that have bought the motorcycles that I'm talking about comment who have had actual miles and time on these motorcycles. So I love reading the comments and finding out what you guys know. Uh, helps me out. So if any of you guys got middleweight adventures or bigweight adventures. I'd like to see how much of our crowd is. Because we've said this before, and I'll be brief on this, is that your demographic has grown with you. We've gotten a lot of new, younger people. My demographic grows with me, but about two to three years behind me. Right. And so, like, that's a natural progression for a lot of people is to get into that kind of stuff, even uh -huh. if it's a secondary bike and they have right. a, a primary bike. So I'd be curious to see how many of us out there are uh, ADV riders. Or I would also like to drop the ball or drop the mic. Drop the ball. Do that plenty of times. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'll drop the mic with when I picked up the R7 from Yamaha. Do you remember that day? I do. Do you remember what he told us? 
Uh, you wait, you left because it was left. raining. Yep. He told me when we're done with the MT-07 and the R-07, which we are almost done with now, um, he says he has a T-7 sitting up there that's ready to go. Mm. Mm, interesting indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Later. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs>